welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Glory to Jesus. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Alright, this morning I'll be taking on our series on the entrepreneurial mandate. And um, since it has been an ongoing concern, it's important from time to time to re-echo some of the major things that have been mentioned in the course of this teaching. I mentioned earlier that there is a popular statement that says that if you give a man a fish, you will feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you will feed him for a lifetime. But if you teach a man to start a fish farm, you feed a community for a lifetime. And um, when you look around the world, there are five major problems that I believe that have plagued humanity in one way or the other. And when you have organizations that are into humanitarian services, global organizations like United Nations and the rest of them, you begin to find that they try to come up with creative or intelligent ways that they can solve or alleviate one or perhaps all of these problems. But I want you to know that the mandates that we in Christ Jesus have to establish the kingdom of God on earth, the way it is structured and the way it was meant to be implemented, there is no other way or concept that would describe it more than entrepreneurship. Hallelujah. It means that entrepreneurship is not just about making money, it's about giving expression to the kingdom that is within you. In Luke chapter 17 verse 21, Jesus was speaking and he was saying, look, you will not say, lo, here is the kingdom or there is the kingdom. He said, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Glory to God. He was trying to explain that this kingdom of God that these people are talking about, because they came and said, how will we know when the kingdom of God will come? He said, the kingdom of God is not by observation, the previous verse. Then he said, neither shall they say, lo, here, oh, lo. That means if they are looking with their physical eyes, they will understand that they are already around the kingdom. Hallelujah. Because the kingdom is within us and we give expression to it through our ideas, through the concepts that God gives to us, through the businesses we establish. Are we together? So I have read a scripture in the course of this teaching over and over again in Luke 19, um, the parable there where Jesus was speaking about how ten servants were given ten pounds and then the master went to a far country. And when he returned, he came to find out what they had done. But he spoke a word to them. He said, look, occupy until I come. Meaning that there was a mandate, an assignment given to them. And this assignment is an assignment that is given to us in the kingdom. Hallelujah. That means that our time on earth, our season here, we are supposed to trade with what God has given to us. Amen. So, no child of God is supposed to stand aloof and be disconnected or disjoined from the systems of this world. The Bible says that we shouldn't be 
slaves to the systems of this world, rather we should be drivers of the systems of this world. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, it's not, the problem is not even the system, it is how we interact with the systems of this world. So, we are not meant to be slaves to the systems. We should influence the systems, if possible, alter them, hallelujah. The political systems, the economic systems, the educational systems. And the only way that that kind of interaction can take place, and that kind of change can happen, is if we interact. That's why one of the teachings I said, look, join the system. Get into the system, hallelujah. And um, it just keeps occurring to me that no matter how much we talk about this, it's not something we can exhaust in a month. So, it's okay, no problem. We'll just take it the way we can take it. And as the Spirit of God gives us permission to continue, we will continue until everybody gets it. Hallelujah. Now, there are questions I have asked myself and I have answered them. One of the questions is that, is it that, um, are we saying that everybody must start a business? Are we saying that everybody is a businessman? Not exactly. In the terms of business. What we're saying is that everybody has a contribution to make. The platform on which he makes it might be different, hallelujah, but everybody has a contribution to make. So some people will join an existing business and recognize that they have a contribution to make and make it. Some will create their own platform, hallelujah, for that contribution to find expression. But the point is that the contribution must be made. Amen. And that in the kingdom of God that we are all called into, there is something that is deposited in every one of us. That means that God had vested abilities within us. And those abilities are capital, hallelujah, that we ought to use to bring forth the kingdom of God and establish His purpose on earth. Now, the focus of all we've been sharing this month is for you to understand and embrace the entrepreneurial mandate. To understand that there is such a mandate, there is such an assignment, there is such a demand of heaven on you. Amen. That's the first thing. That there is a demand of heaven on you concerning putting what he has deposited in you to work. Unleashing that thing from within you upon the space that is around you. That is sure. Why should you embrace it? Now, I'm going to come to what I mentioned. I've not forgotten. I talked about the five problems of this world. The fact is that <coughs> there is nobody in history that made a mark, maybe in business or in any field, that did not have a sense of calling or destiny towards that thing. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? There are some people that believe that this is what they were born for. Some of them might not be religious. Are you understanding me? Some of them might not be believers, as you know. But deep in their hearts, that thing they're doing, they see it as something that they were created to do. Or they are destined to do. And you hear it in their statements. That's why you hear a man that might even be um, a drug lord, a kingpin, a drug kingpin, in a city, say, it is my city. And he's talking to another man, say, you came to my city? <laughs> Are you understanding me? That means that he has a sense of ownership. Are you understanding me? And the truth is this, 
Why we're explaining to you that there's an entrepreneur mandate upon you is so that you will have that sense of ownership too. So that you will also see it as a calling and understand that it's not just something that um, it's not a fleeting passion. It's something that God actually wants you to step out and do. If you are not doing your job or your business like that, they are setting, they are setting, um, what's the word to use now? They are setting commitments you will never make. Amen? Are you understanding me? They are setting commitments you will never make. Because you feel like, uh, why, why am I stressing myself? The man that goes to bomb himself and blow himself up and kill people, he has believed that that's what he's supposed to do. Are you understanding me? And so, sacrificing his life doesn't mean anything to him. Again. It must have taken time for him to adjust his mind to accept that. So, one thing God's word is doing for us today and through this teaching is to make you have that sense of calling. Hallelujah. That consciousness that look, there is a heavenly um, summon to us as believers to make a difference in our world. Hallelujah. Now, there are some statements Jesus made where he said, You are the salt of the earth. He said, you are the light of the world. Amen. It means that there is no light without you. There is no taste without you. There is no preservation. Salt also preserves. There is no preservation without you. That means that without you, this thing will spoil. Amen. When you now understand that I am the fixer of this system. That's why I'm here. That my role to play is that God has put some spanner in me by an ability to fix certain things around me. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? That there are tools that God has equipped me with that is needed to make this world a better place. Now, around the world today, there are several problems. But you find that I could just classify them in five that... It will help you it will help you have a clearer picture of what problem you are supposed to solve. Amen. Are you understanding me? It will give you a clearer picture of the problem you are supposed to solve. Because the truth is that the contribution you are making is that you are solving a problem. Am I communicating? You're solving a problem. You're solving a problem. And when that transaction of solving problems and people make payments for the problems that you are solving for them exchange value, that's business going on, that's transaction happening. Um, we're somewhere sometime and then somebody was trying to sell something. And um, as believers, we must understand that the aim is not to throw away what we don't want. Are you understanding me? He was trying to sell something. What is after is not that the person will use it. It's that this has to be sold and I need the money. Hello? But we in Christ, we're not functioning with that kind of mentality. Somebody was along uh, the road boarding a bus to um, a nearby town, either Calabar or where I can't remember where now. So, you know those guys that stand on the road and say, um, Calabar, Calabar, oh, wait, 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 you know what I can do? So, people are passing. He now tapped somebody and said, Oh, wait, I said, I'm not going there. He said, Go, go, go to Oh, But that means that his plan is just let's fill this bus up. Are you understanding me? Now, it's different when you are trying to get people. That are going that way. Now, he's trying to tell somebody that didn't plan to go that way. Okay, what am I going to do in Calabar? What am I going to do away? I don't know, just go. That means that in that sale, he doesn't care about how what he's selling is of benefits. Are you understanding me? To the consumer. What he's concerned about is how it's of benefit to him. And that's why in the business world, 
especially the secular world, they say the bottom line, what they call bottom line, is profit. For us, bottom line is not profit. Amen. Are you understanding me? Bottom line is not profit. Is the bottom line is profit? Amen. So I want us to look at these things. I'm just mentioning them quickly, and uh, they've been classified as global killers, and will help us to just give perspective to some of the things I've been sharing with you. If you want to classify the problems of the world, you classify them in these five categories. If I don't believe I'm talking, you might call it a different name. But we are talking in church, so we'll call it the name that the Bible calls it. Amen. Okay? Number one problem in the world is sin. I hope you know that. Eh? Sin. It was a sin. It's, because it's sin that makes people commit crime. Amen. <laughs> is that also? Sin. The reason why there is crime in this world is because of what? Sin. A criminal is a sinner that has the boldness to give expression to his sin. <laughs> you understand that? There are sinners that don't give bold expression to their sin but they are still sinners but the criminal is the one that gives expression number two sickness number three poverty these are the problems of the world what are all the governments trying to solve when they come sickness sin sickness poverty number four illiteracy number five i would say lack of leadership or good leadership praise god now, in different societies, there is no society that's totally curbed crime. Are you understanding me? They have reduced crime, but no society. I heard that um, in Netherlands, I just heard a report. In Netherlands, they, they closed down, I can't remember how many prisons, four or five of their um, correctional facilities. Because there are not enough criminals to lock up, so there's no need just keeping the prison running. Are you understand that? <laughs> so someone said they should borrow the prisons to Nigeria. <laughs> Amen. You know? But it doesn't mean that there's no crime. There's crime. And no government can promise that they can totally eradicate crime. Is that not so? But you know what? The gospel is the answer. Are you understanding me? The gospel is the answer. Then when we talk about sickness, uh, okay, still talking about sin. Uh, um, which is the reason for crime. Um, someone said that in South Africa, the most thriving business, one of the most thriving business in South Africa is security. Security business, because crime is very high. So if you come up with a way in which someone can sense that if somebody enters, the, your, enters your, your, your surrounding, you think can sense is a criminal, criminal, criminal. Hey, you have brought, is a good innovation. You understand that? Or something that can catch a criminal, or something that can cop crime. Yes. So there are a lot of security companies springing up every day. In Niger Delta, when they were having those issues especially, and the government was giving out what they call surveillance contracts to the militants. If you look at the budget they spend, the amount of money they spend, because they pay army, they pay navy, they pay police, then they pay the boys. You understand that? So it's just like saying you pay the thief and you pay the police too. <laughs> Glory to God. So, so much money is spent. Now, if crime stops and these boys are not stealing, all of that money can be used for something else. Are you understanding me? Okay, so it means that somebody has seen that there is a need for security. And then he says, I can provide security here. I can provide security here. I can put um, um, uh, sensors around the pipelines so that if somebody is so so meters away from the pipeline, you will get the information and the helicopter can get to that place in the next five minutes and they will not be able to cut the pipeline. Are you understanding me? That's what he's thinking. 
And he said, okay. So, now, he said, pay me, and I'm going to put mouth sensors around all your major um, pipelines. Let's assume. So, he's solving a problem. He's solving a security problem. Hallelujah. And because of the problem he's solving, he's saving that company extra money. Are you understanding me? Hello. When this new government came into power, killed somebody, you know, that, uh, that is somebody. And then the person said, we're talking about the decisions that um, um, we were expecting the government would make, especially concerning uh, what do you call that amnesty program and all those kind of things. We were talking about that. So, of course, everybody was like, this guy is going to cancel the amnesty program. This guy is going to cancel the amnesty program. He's going to cancel the, You know, definitely he's likely going to do that. So the person told me, he said, he will want to do that. He might want to do that, but that it will not be a wise move because it will still backfire. I said, why, 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 why do you think it backfires? Because if this thing gets out of hand, whatever he's spending on amnesty will be nothing compared to what he will lose. So it's just better you share it. Amen. Are you understanding me? So if the amnesty program, let's assume, is taking, let's assume, I'm not sure of the figures now. So let's assume that it's taking 5 billion huh? every year, let's assume. And then you, if you don't do it, you will lose 20 billion every year. Okay? Just pay the 5 billion and take the 15. Amen. It just makes common sense. Is that not so? I think there's somebody doing common sense things now. <laughs> Alright? So most of the time, when you are solving a problem like that, maybe you're helping somebody save money. Amen. So, sin, sickness. There's so much talk about health, how to lose weight, how to eat pounded yam and still lose weight. You understand that? <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> are you understanding me? Everybody, you understand, people who are asking, how can I eat everything I want to eat? You understand that? And still lose weight. And somebody's thinking for them. Are you understanding me? How to be healthy, how to elongate your life. And so, as long as people want to live long, anybody that is providing, services concerning health is relevant. Amen. Recently there was a discussion going on and they said that the world has shifted in the practice of medicine. Before now, the focus was more on, um, let me use my own term, curative medicine. That's the person is sick, then you look for how to solve, how to make him well. But that the focus has shifted to what they call preventive medicine. How can we help him not to even be sick in the first place? Are you understanding me? How can we help him not to be sick in the first place? And so they're coming up with ideas. And they talk about, oh, if the environment is healthier, then he won't be sick in the first place. If he, 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 he has more time to rest, he might not be sick in the first place. So the enlightenment is going on. So they start pumping money that way, because if they can prevent sickness, they will, it will cost less. Hallelujah. They'll spend less. So people that are coming up with those solutions, that's entrepreneurship. Amen. Then we come to poverty. Now, I'll tell you why I mentioned this, uh, so I'll come there. We'll come to poverty, sin, sickness, poverty. Around the world today, one of the Millennium Development Goals of United Nations is how to alleviate poverty. And they've set targets on how to reduce poverty around the world. But the Bible says that we should preach the gospel to the poor. That means what the poor needs is the gospel. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, if I'm looking, of, about, I'm looking at how... To, you know, people think that how you eradicate poverty is by giving people money. What uh, Nigerian politicians call stomach infrastructure. But nobody ever eradicates poverty by giving people money. Are you understanding me? No amount of money given to somebody, cash, can eradicate poverty. 
Because poverty is not the absence of money. It's the lack of an ability. Now, we come to illiteracy. The fourth one. Then we come to bad leadership. Which I think has plagued Nigeria more. There are countries around the world that had the same kind of challenges Nigeria had maybe in the 60s. Really, a nation that comes to my mind is Singapore. Alright? Um, and some of these countries like Malaysia, maybe they were at the same level. They were not at the same level because Nigeria of them. Amen. But those rose out of being classified as world countries to become some of them have become world. Amen. Am I communicating? How? Singapore story is a example what leadership an organization. Classic example what leadership can do organization. We see that country leadership bringing a country out of no and in the country so significant. Glory to God. Amen. Positioning the country in a place of significance. Leadership. So, there is a man, one man, Lee Young Kong, or whatever his name is, takes a country over the years with clear vision and disciplined steps from one point to the other. So you find that one of the problems of this world is leadership. Amen. So if somebody decides that I want to solve the leadership problem, I want to start with nursery school children, I want to start with primary school children, I want to solve the leadership problem of this country, that in the next 20-30 years, the crop of people that will come up, leadership will not be an issue again. Are you understanding me? That's entrepreneurship. Are you understanding me? So, why I came all this way was to explain something to you. In all of these problems, you know, we have a platform we call Success and Life in the ministry. It's uh, a personal development initiative of the ministry. And we had sat down and decided what would be our contribution in that area to our generation. And we found out that in all the problems, there are two things that we can solve. Education, entrepreneurship. Are you understanding me? And I see that is the key. What we're doing here now huh, is to empower you. Glory to God. Because if Brother John can start something in the next three months, and even if two people now start working with him. He has solved a problem. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You know, after church every day, there are people that ask people for transport. I hope you know that. Some, they don't have, there's no way out. So they have to ask somebody for transport. So the, the target is that as service starts, they have to greet the people very well. You understand that? <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Because after the service, they're going to ask you for transport. Then, after the service, they're going to come and say, um, I don't know if you can help me with transport. 
And they always helping them with transport. 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 Now, that transport problem can be solved just by somebody saying, "Look, every week, if you sell this thing for me, you have a commission of so so amount." It could just be something simple. And he's the one making it. I, I mentioned, I made a, a statement here about how somebody said making a tie. He's the one making it, and then all he does that you sell for me. And that means he has employed somebody. Is that not so? So, instead of begging people for transport, because he's selling, he now has transport. So, this guy, by creating a business idea, has solved another person's problem. Are you listening to me? And he has also relieved the one that gives him transport of a problem. Are you understanding me? One idea. So, even the one that will say, ah, Today, as I'm, I'm, I'm going now, I know that that brother will come and collect the remaining. He's, he's sure now that the brother is not going to come and disturb him because the brother now has his own transport. Am I communicating? So, what I'm saying in essence is that once you step out and start contributing, it has far reaching effects. Hallelujah. It has far reaching effects. It goes beyond just meeting your basic needs. Praise God. Hallelujah. I made up my mind that if I didn't say anything today, I will mention this. And it's the fact that beyond understanding and embracing that mandate, we have to learn how to be able to execute it, how to implement it. How do I implement that assignment? How do I the right word to use is how do I bet that mandate? How? How do I produce? How do I bear fruit? We are not the world. We are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? You know, thank God for self-help books and motivation and they have their role and I believe they have helped a lot of people. But we must understand that the systems of the kingdom are different from the systems of this world. For example, the world believes that if you want to have something you have to go and look for it, reach out and get it. But in the kingdom, we are taught that everything that you need has already been given to you. Amen. There are two different thought patterns. Two different thought patterns. And so if you are trained in the way of the world, you always will look at the external. That means your help is always external. But when you are trained in the way of the kingdom, you are made to understand that your help is not from abroad. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Your help is from within. That's why I read that scripture in Luke 17, 21. He said, Lo, don't say here or there is the kingdom. He said the kingdom of God is within you. Glory to God. So when we talk about executing or implementing that mandate, 
or that assignment, the first thing to do is not to rack your brain. Let me tell you how the human being is created. Spirit, soul, body. Not the reverse. Amen. That's why anytime you want to execute a mandate and you start with body work, before you start mind work, before you start spirit work, you've already altered it. No. Everything you want to do has to start from the spirits. Check your life. Do you know why a lot of believers have half-baked things, things that they start, then it will have K-leg, permit you to use that language, you know, along the way, then they don't do it again. It's because they don't give birth to it the right way. So I'll give you that last scripture. And even if I didn't explain it, let's know that we have mentioned it and it has dropped in your heart. In Isaiah 66, verse 8 and 9, there was some deep thing that was communicated in that scripture. Paul mentioned it in Galatians, um, in a way. But I want to show you something. He said, who had heard such a thing? Who? Who had seen? That means something about hearing and seeing. Who had seen such things? He says, shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Now, in the systems of the world, things don't just happen at once. Are you understanding me? The earth doesn't just bring forth at once. Or shall a nation be born at once? But in the kingdom, look at what happened. For as soon as Zion travailed, that means that it, the, the way things happen in the earth is different from how it happens in Zion. Hallelujah. For as soon as Zion travailed, what, what, what happened? She brought forth what? Her children. Children here is figurative for the things you give birth to. The ideas, the concepts, hallelujah. The thoughts. And he's saying that as soon, immediate, any time Zion wants to give birth, Zion will have to travail. Amen. The process of travail is how we give birth to things. That means that the, what you see in the physical realm, where for a child to be born, a woman has to push that child out. Or the child has to be brought out. Are you understanding me? In the same way, that's how our ideas and our concepts are supposed to be born. Amen. Let me just read verse 9. For God now said, Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth, said the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and show the womb, said thy God? It means that the moment that travail takes place, even God will not stop the process. Hallelujah. Well, you know some of us want to have children, but we don't want to travail. Amen. What do we mean by travail? He used the language of the labor pains a woman goes through to have a child. Hallelujah. That means there is a birth process even in the kingdom of God. And if you keep skipping the birth process, you will never establish something 
that was born the right way. Amen. You have many things you are doing, but no one came through the right process. And so, what Christian businessmen need to be taught is how to give birth. Allow the birth process to take place in the projects that they pursue. Uh, God called me. God, called, God can call you. And you will go and start something, it will still not work. That's what people don't understand. For sake of time, Elijah in 1 Kings 18, you know, he said something. If you read verse 1, God spoke to him and said that you should go and meet Ahab and tell him that the rains are coming. That means God has spoken to him. Is that also? Then Elijah now met Ahab and sent the message and said, Look, I hear, now we always say it, I hear. This, uh, 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 I hear the sound, but the scripture didn't say I hear. It actually said, There is a sound of abundance of rain. Amen. There is what? A sound of abundance of rain. That's what happens when you say, There is a sound of God calling me. It's a sound. It's a sound. But after that sound, Elijah did not just say, I've heard the sound. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it now. The Lord has told me I'm into the music ministry. I'm going to do it now. No, no, no. It will not work. You know what Elijah did? He went. To the Mount Camel. Because he knows that the best process of the kingdom can never skip prayer. Are you hearing me? It can never skip prayer. Never. Anything that didn't come through the crucible of prayer is fake. The authenticity of any vision comes through prayer. Prayer is what validates it. Alright? To produce on earth. So look at it. And Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. So we will not behave like Ahab. Ahab is the world system. You understand that? Once uh, they think that if they just um, stay there and cut the tape. And the business. <laughs> it has started. Then four months later, one month later, two years later. Something will happen. Everything will collapse again. No. We know that anything that does not have spiritual infrastructure will not last the tests of, of the devils and time. Are you understanding me? So it's in a place of prayer we lay that infrastructure in the spirits. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his and prayed. He prayed and then said, go and check. The guy will go and check and come back. The Bible said, the guy went seven times. In Hebrew understanding of prayer, it likely would have been seven hours. Hallelujah. It was after seven hours, then he said, he saw a sign. He said, yes, it has happened now, we can go. That means in the spirit, it is set. Amen. That means that our business, we first set it in the spirit. Are you understanding me? Before we go out there and start doing anything. But you know what some believers do? They have an idea. Then they run and start implementing. It's when they have problem, they go back and pray about it to solve that problem. No, 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 no. That's not how to do it. You will not skip the bad process. I say you will not skip the bad process. The 
in all that I've said today, if you understand this part of the birth process of things in the spirit, you will find that you will start establishing things, amen, that will last. That's how people establish things that even outlast them, amen. So he said, oh, the Lord is putting on my heart to... I don't know what exactly it is. And you know something about um, spiritual things? Some things will never be clear until you spend time praying. And you understand me? He said, I know it's something about clothing. I know it's about, about clothing. I know it's something about ice cream something. I don't know. Maybe I'll start an ice cream stuff. Maybe I'll start a, 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 a boutique. You can't start a boutique. But if you have spent time praying, you might have told you something else. Hallelujah. Clarity might come. No, 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 no. It's not a boutique. It's not a boutique. It's something else. You know why you will never see it clearly if you didn't pray? Because at that point you're working with your mind. Your mind has limitations. Your mind is limited to what it has been exposed to. Are you understanding me? But God might want to give birth to something that never has been done. And those kind of things can only come when you start listening to your spirit. Hallelujah. If all you heard in your life is hip-hop music, if that's all you've heard, you grew up in your life, you've never heard, you've never heard uh, reggae, you've never heard uh, uh, rap, you, uh, you've never heard uh, jazz, you understand? No, 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 just hip hop. If they say, go and sing, and you're thinking about what to sing, what will you sing? Hip hop! But when you allow your spirits, you know what happens? You start hearing a sound that is not out there. Are you understanding me? You start hearing a sound inside you that is not out there. And then the more you spend time praying and praying and praying, you will now be able to bring forth that sound. Amen. And then the resources or the materials or the tools that are needed to bring out that sound, the Spirit of God starts bringing them close to you. Amen. They start gravitating towards you. The place of prayer. Hallelujah. I believe that people, you see, some people think that prayer is for ministers of um, preachers of the gospel, pastors, evangelists. No, 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 no. Prayer is for every believer. Anything in the it's just that it's pastors and ministers that have used these kingdom tools and platforms more, perhaps. All right. So it looks like it's their thing. No. The same way I, as a minister, we pray to know. What's the Lord saying? What's the Lord wanting to do in, 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 in the ministry? You understand that? It's the same way a, uh, a CEO is supposed to pray and know what God wants to do in that organization. Hallelujah. The same way. And then you will hear. You will start hearing things. Capacity will start being developed. That's true entrepreneurship. Hallelujah. 
I said it because the way the world teaches us is that sit down, think of what you are good at. Learn about who else is doing it. And then start. There are many people that say things like that. But you see, you are a child of God. If what you want to give birth to has to be spiritual, then you can't escape the birth process. It has to be beyond something that the mind conceived. Are you understanding me? It has to be something that is of the spirits. And most of the time you find that when that kind of thing happens, there will be a scripture for that business you are doing. Are you with me? Why are you into that thing? And my cousin also was doing it. So I started doing it. No. Sometimes you hear it say, I was reading scripture. And then, <laughs> that thing jumped out from scripture. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm doing it. There's a guy I used to know. I just met him not too long ago. I've known, I've known him for a while. And I just felt that, I beg this guy, I don't think his, his head is correct. You understand that? In my opinion, no. Like, there's the way he does his things. Like, I don't think his head is correct. He's supposed to be a believer. So, not too long ago, I got talking with him. So, I was trying to find out, he's doing some things about Nigeria, some things, some kind of things, you know. So, uh, he came and met me, and then he started talking to me. So, he was trying to get me to help him do something. So, I said, okay, let me hear you out. So, he started talking. By the time he explained why he was doing what he was doing, I was convinced. Are you understanding me? I was convinced. Because he was able to explain and with scripture. Are you understanding me? It was the day I was reading so, so, and so, and so, and so, and so. Uh, you know, there are some people that just know how to talk like that. Of course, they are talking to me. <laughs> so, I could just see that this was not a joke. So, he was giving birth to something spiritual. Hallelujah. Then there's some people that come to meet me. Oh, Pastor, um, one day I heard a voice the Lord was telling me, Arise, arise, shine, 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 arise, shine. So I want to start Arise and Shine Ministry. <laughs> and then I say, I say, I say, Look, <laughs> praise God. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like that. Hallelujah. It's not like that. I have things I've written down about the entrepreneurial mandates. But yesterday, all the things I wrote down is what the Lord is telling me that's needed right now for the people of God. Alright? Out of the bunch of things, is that now, out of all these things, this is the part you will focus on tomorrow. That part I'll focus on tomorrow is in prayer that that gathers in my spirit. Are you understanding me? So I'm not passing information across to you. It is what the Spirit of God wants me to share 
We stop there. Full stop. Hallelujah. Nothing more and nothing less. That's sometimes we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. Why are we not stopping? Because it's not finished. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Where we're supposed to stop has not reached. Have you not been in a meeting where it was the closing statement that blessed you? Have you not been in a meeting? It's like the person let's close. I said something. Sometimes they won't cut the tape. They say, okay, the tape has stopped. Amen. We are true. We are true. Then after the tape is what the person said that changed someone's life. And the difference between listening to tape and being in the service. Let's rise to our feet. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you.